0: Welcome into episode number 143. Uh, 142 is is actually up as well. Thanks once again to this 1420 Sports Bar podcast. Definitely go check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and and all the, pro- the podcasting platforms. We had a quite a blast on there. I think that episode, yeah, it almost ran two hours. So a ton of laughs and tons of, of, of just crazy debate as always. So check those guys out. If you haven't already, you'll be a fan. I'll put it that way. But back here with our our normal lineup of myself and and Joey house Uh, quite a few days removed from the unfortunate Penn state loss to Michigan, but uh, how goes it, my friend?
1: It goes well. I had a good day on Saturday. I turned $16 into 340 (laughs) and it's now back down to $34 with a large amount of action
0: there's always, uh, always a chance to climb back up. So that's, that's true. If you're looking at the glass, uh, half full, you know, there, there you go. I don't think the Penn state fan base is looking at this season as the glass half full with the expectations coming in. Um, obviously they dropped the game on, on Saturday, 24 to 15. It really wasn't even that close, uh, garbage time touchdown for Penn state, but, uh, yeah. I mean, what, what'd you think? I mean, I, I think we touched on it a little bit when we were on with 1420 that, you know, maybe, maybe you had thought that this kind of went the way you thought it would. Um, Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get your, your feelings on it and then I'll uh, I'll kind of chip in.
1: Yeah, it went exactly the way I thought it would. Um, Based off of everything that I've seen this year from Penn state, they have trouble in the passing offense. They have trouble in offense, which is a little crazy when you think about it because they're in the top 20 in scoring. But I, I, I think it's a little bit of the case of Pittsburgh Steelers, smoke and mirrors and, and, and a magic deck because you look at this offense and it's just not competitive against top-tier defenses. Exactly. And so, yeah, I I mean, I was rooting for them to win, and I ended up putting down about 20 or something like that on them to win out on the money line because I'm a homer. But I I didn't really – I shouldn't say that. When I was watching the game in the first half, I thought they were – I thought they had a great shot. Like, they were in – they played an inspired first half defensively. They played an inspired game defensively. I mean, they – Michigan ended up rushing for 200 and some yards, I think. Um, At one point, they rushed for –
0: Yeah, 227 uh, total. Yeah, 227. At one point,
1: they rushed for 1,000 plays in a row.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's sure what it felt like. Yeah, 100%.
1: But – I think that, I mean, you can look at it two different ways. You can look at it as like, oh, well, Michigan just knew that they could overpower us or we took away their pass and they were forced to run.
0: I think, I think they, in my opinion, they coached the game extremely well because they said, stop us. Like they, 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 especially in the second half, they said, we're going to run the ball down your throat. What are you going to do about it? And Penn State had zero answers you know what I mean I mean it's not like they came out and scored 45 points on a Penn State defense but uh they just wore the Penn State defense down I mean they I gotta I gotta the breeze through the time of possession yeah I mean Michigan 33 minutes Penn State 20 26 but it sure as hell did not feel like that um felt like Michigan had the ball pretty much the entire game but I I look at it as because even in the passing game, I mean McCarthy was was seven for eight, so it's not like they completely shut him down. You know what I mean? I, I yeah, good point. I I understand exactly what you're saying, and I, I don't disagree with it. I I think Penn State's you know more of a of a a strength of Penn State was the the ability to stop the run coming in, and it just I don't know the, these two games against like top tier competition, like you say, it's, you know, Michigan and Ohio state. I mean, the offense has gone quieter than a mouse. I mean, it's painful to watch when, I mean, our, I don't, I don't know if the coaching staff was preparing him properly. Probably not. I don't have confidence in the coaching staff, but it's like, he looks like a, he looks like Carson Wentz after the car, after the injury, like, like deer in headlights he's he's trying to go every which direction with the ball but then at sometimes he just hones in on one guy it's just it's when you watch Michigan do whatever they want you know in the trenches offensively and then you see Penn State almost like okay we got to play up with these big boys we can't we're not at the level that they are and this is always the case it seems like we're not we're just scratching this. Like we're, we're, we're licking the jar, but we're not actually that good. Like we're, we're good, but we're not great. And it's, there were chances though. And and there's teams that aren't great that beat teams that are great all the time. That's why I don't necessarily give the coaching staff a, you know, a pass when they have less talent, because there, there's been times that, you know, a, a worse Michigan team has beat a better Ohio state team or, vice versa, or, or, you know, all over the country, different conferences, you've seen that. I just, I I really thought how bad this offense was playing once again. I was like, you know what, we're going to have to force, uh, you know, a defensive turnover, like a, almost damn near a defensive touchdown. And it felt like the Ohio State game pretty much all over again to me. And I, I just expected at home, I mean, they didn't even have their head coach. And for them to just manhandle us like that, I know the score seems close, but that game, to me, it really wasn't that – like, it was close for most of it, but it felt like it, – it was like a watching an hourglass with the sand pouring down. That's what it felt like the entire game because it's like, okay, we're running – like, we only have so much time, and, like, we have yet to execute on offense for the most part. Like, I mean, it was just – I don't know. It, it makes me – as crazy as it sounds, I know Allar's only in his first year, but you know Michigan's had McCarthy in his sophomore or freshman year and 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 looked better. You know, like I I just it makes me miss Sean Clifford a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like as crazy as that sounds, in some respects, um, like Allar against Allar against good competition, and I, I'm not putting it entirely on him because like like you had said, the the receiving core is. I, I think this is the worst receiving core I've almost ever have seen at Penn State, or at least in, in recent memory, um, these guys just aren't playmakers whatsoever. And it's just, you know, we can talk about KLS a little bit, but, I mean, even him, like, it's just – I'm just not – he had one catch in this game. Like, it's just one catch for six yards. That's not doing much. So, I don't know. It, you know, and, and you know, I'll pass it back to you, but I was going to bring up Nick Singleton. Like, he's a non-factor, basically. I, I just – I don't quite get it
1: yeah i mean to address your thoughts about drew you hit the nail on the head he's a first year starter he's a 19 year old kid and comparing him to the mccarthy's or the cj strouds of the world who were around for a little bit is a little not not ridiculous but a little unfair because they just have better like i think that if drew had michigan's offensive line he'd be fine
0: that's fair yeah that's fair to um, say and,
1: and it's funny because you had said it, it makes you miss clifford a little bit when i was writing for victory bell rings last year i had brought that up at, during the off season. i'm like what if what if alar isn't as good as everybody thinks, I mean, what if he's, he's got growing pains and things like that. I mean, and that's exactly what it is. I, I think he'll be a fine quarterback, uh, and probably play in the NFL, but he just needs help around him. And when you've got, I mean, half of the dynamic duo looked decent, but he only had 12 carries.
0: Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I from the, the perspective of, like, thinking Alor will be fine, I, I do think he he will be. I, I still think the sky is the limit with him and with it, – it's just, like, in that particular game. Obviously, like, I don't know if I would have taken Sean Clifford as a sophomore – well, basically, I think he played a little bit as a freshman, right? Not... Uh, yeah,
1: he, he got some mop-up time.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, similar – like, they, they eased him in similar – Similarly, if I can say that, similarly to uh, to Alar, you know, last year getting in, in a good amount of games last year. Like, I don't know if I'm, I would make the direct comparison. Like, would I take Sean Clifford as a sophomore against Michigan and Ohio State first, like, at the same exact time in their career path? Like, I that's hard to say, but, like, I just – it's always an excuse with this, with this, with this team though. I, I just, this was like, everybody's saying this is the year. This is like now to me next year is like massively important. Like, m- like next year is a make or break year in my opinion. Like it has to be, you know, cause like if you lose the Michigan or Michigan and Ohio state next year, like people will pay James Franklin to to get out of town. Like I'm convinced of it.
1: Now, if we make the playoffs, not if we make uh, probably, yeah, probably not. But I, I mean, and that's the whole thing. I, I agree with your assessment that next year is a make or break season, but for a little bit different purpose. Um, for one thing, we don't play Michigan next year. We, we only play Ohio State um, because of the influx of new teams. But, but
0: that that creates challenges too, though. Let me let's. Absolutely. Like different challenges, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. exactly. But the the thing is, next year if they don't make the playoffs next year, I think Franklin's gone.
0: What if what if they make the playoffs and get absolutely just blown off the like it's fifty six to fourteen? Let's just say.
1: Then that will have just proven that they didn't deserve to make the playoffs. Cause, don't I mean, you don't you
0: think that would put Franklin on the hot seat like extreme hot seat though? Because if they if they lose to Ohio State and they're not competitive, let's say, and they get killed in the playoffs, like I, I just don't think that's good enough.
1: Well, it wouldn't be good enough if it happened year in and year out. But with this being the, the expansion of the playoffs, again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the the devout Franklin defender that I appear to be. Uh, I had always said that. I've, i I thought that he was a, a great recruiter and a at best average coach. Um, some of his game time decisions bear me, bear out that fact. One hundred percent. It was, but it was it was good to see. Like he he had learned from the Ohio State game. I mean, because he punted the first time when he was contemplating going for fourth and one or two on his like 45 yard line, but he did the right thing. I mean, you punt the ball and and you you let your defense put you in a position to win the game. And I'm just as frustrated as anybody else. But when I really think about it, if I'm looking at Penn State as a whole and from when I started watching in in 1980 until now since we've joined the big 10 we haven't been nationally relevant consistently since the since our fourth probably our fourth year in the in the league we had the 94 team that won undefeated and should have won the national championship or at least shared it and 96 was it was a good year and that 99 team so I'll, I'll give it to the turn of the century but we haven't been consistently nationally relevant since then we'll have we'll put together a 10-1 season or 11-1 season go all the way up into like close to the top of the polls and but had that one loss it pre- prohibits us from going into the playoffs or whatever and and now that changes with with 12 teams so i he, he, they have to make the playoffs next year i think if they make the playoffs and they get blown out that buys him one more year and if it happens again then then well, i think
0: I, I so we were we talk we talk back and forth off air obviously and like i expected you to come in here with a a briefcase of evidence of why like Franklin should be here the next for his entire contract. Like that's, I thought that's where you were coming from. So I, I respect where you're at. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. I, I think you have a lot of valid points. I mean, the buyout is one big, like, I, I really do believe if this buyout wasn't so big, I think he, there's a good chance that he's gone. Like I really, I,
1: I, I agree with that. And um Whether it's justified or
0: not, what... I think it, the fan base has spoken so loudly that like, I I think after this and we'll get into this and, and, you know, I definitely value, you know, your opinion on, on the firing of your And like I said, we'll get into that, but I think that move was not orchestrated by the fans, but I think the university felt like maybe Franklin, but I think even higher than that felt like something had to be done when they came, came out. So, I mean, they were flat soda against Ohio state and Michigan offensively. Like they were, like lukewarm water, like whatever reference you want to make, they were just, just god awful. I mean, it, it's just, and it sucks. I mean, trust me, is I don't want to be sitting here, you know, berating this team and and just, you know, telling telling our audience how much I'm I'm displeased year in and year out. Like I, I'd love to be one of these teams that is a national power, or even like, you know, it's a wet dream to to run the Big Ten, but it's like. I just, I think the Yursich fire was almost needed. Like, I, I just think, like, I always tell, I always say, like, doing the same thing, expecting a different result is insanity. And it's like, I, that's my thing, though. This this will be the sixth offensive coordinator in 10 years of James Franklin. It's like, uh, he is kind of the common denominator at this point. And I, I really think, like, if Manny Diaz steps away, I am very fearful where this team is going to go. Like, I am... I I think they could fall like not like a rock but I think you take a great defensive coordinator away they lose two or three more games. I really I I just and I'm looking at this schedule that they'll play next year like Illinois is a, like they play Bowling Green and Kent State to start the year. I mean you, you chalk those up to wins so, like that that should be f- fairly easy. Um Illinois is at home I I still think that's a, you start the first four weeks at home which is kind of surprising um do but they then, have the
1: home and away already
0: uh it's, it's yeah i mean it says uh yeah it says all that on here at least on fbschedules.com
1: okay that, that's where i where we go
0: um but then really it's i mean they have an off week between the first and second game but on Saturday, October 12th, they go to at USC. Like, that is – I I I don't know how they'll fare out there. I I just don't – a lot's going to change between this year and next year for both teams. I mean, you talk about the transfer portal being a factor. You talk about, you know, K, probably Caleb Williams. I, I really don't know what Caleb Williams is going to do. And then – He'll be in the pros. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, but, but I trust – I mean, I, I don't think they'll have a garbage – I just – no Lincoln Lincoln Riley like they'll have they'll have their shit together offensively um defensively that's a different story but like that that game's a question mark um at Wisconsin next year is a question mark and then boom back to like those 3 weeks are are a gauntlet right there it's at USC at Wisconsin back home for Ohio State at home for Washington like I does this team lose more than two games next year? I think it's definitely possible.
1: Oh, you missed us playing West Virginia. Oh, maybe uh, we open at West Virginia. Twenty August thirty first.
0: Maybe I'm looking at the wrong. Hold on. Let me see this. Stand by. We're having a little technical difficulties here. <laughs> 2024, right? I'm not like smoking yeah. crack or anything over here. Um, yeah, I was on that. What for? Whatever reason, this website is giving me Bowling Green, then off. I like, think that's all. I you're just
1: not for whatever reason you're not getting off the whole screen. Yeah, yeah, the whole schedule because. Yeah, we uh, we is West Virginia Bowling Green off? They have two bye weeks next year.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, after wow. USC.
1: But to to address your yeah, that looks on paper like a very formidable schedule, um, which I think is a good thing because it, I'm sick and tired of hearing how soft their schedules are. And they are. I mean, I'm yeah, not. They are. They are. I I'm not dif- that. disputing that. But again, you can't. Here's the problem with schedule. You can't help your conference. Nope. You just can't. And these out of conference games are scheduled so far in advance. I mean, we have we have contracts. With Ball State and Syracuse in twenty twenty eight already right. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah
0: yeah, so, so so do you have that as like I'm not going to tell you you know, ask you to do a season predictor, but do they I'll ask you this, you know, gun to your head do you do they lose more than two games next year like i I know a lot can change that we won't really know what these teams look like,
1: but I, yeah i I think that any speculation on what's going to happen next year is is frivolous because like you said there's so much that's going to change and, and i mean we don't even know if alar is going to be back
0: that's another yeah That's another thing that we want we want to get and, into I mean,
1: but that may be a good thing because maybe prebula runs his offense better
0: yeah um i would hate I, I i it's such a you know it's it's it would a be a bad bag. look it It would be a horrible look, yeah, um right. but I agree with you, like I think that james like' cause I, <laughs> what's funny is when James Franklin held the press conferences uh, press conference to uh to discuss the the firing of of Yursich, he said, like you know the interim head, co- the interim offensive coordinators and and named those guys and they're part of the coaching staff already, but he did say he came out and said that I'll have a hand in the offense still, so that that tells me that. The offense won't. I mean, it could change, you know, slightly or or you know, somewhat. I don't think it's going to be night and day difference. I don't think you're going to see it like completely look like a different offense. But to to your point, I think with Bo or with Trace McSorley, this this offense would look smoother because you have that RPO option. It, it like you said before, I think uh, on the fourteen twenty show or or with Jarrett one of the two you know it even at Vanderbilt it was it was a uh, an offense that you know featured the RPO featured the mobile quarterback more so and our yeah. like i still think they could use that a little bit with our i'm not saying to do it a lot i do think they they tried it a little get, a little bit against michigan and they did it a lot against maryland um but i st- I would hate to see a talent like because I I still think Aller hasn't scratched the surface on, especially with a better offensive line. If they can somehow either I'm not going to say recruit in, but the guys that are in the building already, you know, the the guys that are behind the starters, you know, who's going to graduate, that type of thing. Those guys fill in. Those guys look a little bit better. The receiving core, this receiving core is anemic, in my opinion, and it's just like I don't want to see Aller walk out of the door with potential on, you know, on the board. Like I, I just, it, it we, Trace makes Like if you look at all the Penn state quarterbacks, like there hasn't been an elite Penn state quarterback, really? I mean, Carrie college, C- you can make Carrie C- college. Yeah.
1: But was in, in college and, and he had a long and I mean, he wasn't elite when he got to the NFL, but he did take the giants to the super bowl. Which
0: is hard to do. But no, but, <laughs> well, no, uh, but <laughs> no, but yeah, but, but, it, but you but Car- know what I mean like Carrie
1: was a Kerry I, I believe that Kerry was an elite quarterback. And I mean this is way before your time, but Todd Blackledge in college was an elite quarterback.
0: That's that's but, the thing. like for and I totally get whatever at the end of the day, whatever's gonna win more games, like if, if Pabrilla isn't as good of a pocket passer, but he can do X, Y, and Z better. You know, if he can be the Jalen Hurts esque, where he can run RPO, you know, basically act as a running back at times, that type of thing. Like, if that's gonna win more games, that's what I want. I just it would suck because I could really see Aller going somewhere else and him being an absolute stud. Like, he, he's he can his arm strength is is insane, like to me. And I I still think his accuracy is good. Can is good given the right like decision-making and receivers to throw to, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not out on Drew Aller, even though a lot of people are, I I just think this coaching staff has somewhat ruined him. And I think his confidence in these big games is not there. It is not present.
1: I I agree with that. I mean, and I think that if he got into the right system, he would be, all world because his talent is undeniable but it's not just the the wide receivers being poor which they are i mean you made a very succinct statement this is definitely the best the worst wide receiving (laughs) core i've ever seen at penn state um they i've seen receivers that weren't gonna play in the nfl but Probably could have. These guys wouldn't be able to play in the Canadian league.
0: <laughs> and it's it's rare that you get a, a slam dunk like that from Joey. I mean, <laughs> if Joey's dunking on you like that, that's that says something.
1: And what's frustrating is I was uh watching a Mac game last night and Akron, whose head coach is our former offensive coordinator has a wide receiver that is an ex Penn state or Daniel George. And I just think about this and I'm just like, he would be amazing for this offense.
0: And- well, when we, when we get back from the break, let's, let's touch on that more. Let's, let's have our, uh, our round table discussion about Mike Yurcich, Uh Where do they go from here? And I guess a little bit of Rutgers talk, if if they don't beat Rutgers. I'm I'm done for the year. I I'll, I won't watch another minute. But I really I fully expect them to to beat up on lesser teams because that's what they've done all year. So right. we'll get back from the break and uh, yeah, we'll talk more. So as promised, back from the break, uh, we did want to talk uh, Mike Yursich being canned after what I think it was only three years, three complete seasons, and then
1: not no not even three complete seasons
0: not even. So yeah, I should have damn research department let me down on that one. But, um, the, uh, yeah. I mean, was that a, a shocker to you? I think it was a shocker to most, uh, the timing of it. I, I wouldn't say at the, if, at the end of the year, if they would have fired him, I would have been shocked. Um, but mid season I am shocked.
1: Yeah. I mean, tell me the last time you saw an offensive coordinator fired from a team that was, eight and two with a top 10 offense and scoring and scoring.
0: Yeah. Can't tell you.
1: Exactly. But,
0: but horribly uh, underperformed in the biggest games. Like, correct.
1: He, he, the offense absolutely looked stagnant in the high state in Michigan. Game. I think in Michigan, it was a little bit better. I felt like, but the, the, the game plan was horrible. And
0: again, yeah,
1: but but again, like, I don't know, excuse me, I don't know what what it is, but I just had a completely different feeling about the Michigan game than I I did about the high state game. Uh, The high state I put squarely on the on the shoulders of the coaches, but the Michigan game, it just we're just not better than them. And and you brought up you made a great point you've seen teams that were lesser beat teams that were better. Um, And and that's absolutely true. And that's why it's frustrating because Franklin teams haven't been able to do that except for the one time against the high state, because that high state team in 2016 was definitely better than our team.
0: And that was, I'm not, I'm not going to like take away credit. Like I, I will give him his credit where it's due, but that, I mean, in some ways that was, I'm not going to say it was a fluke, but that, that took a, you know, a block kick. It took a, you know, like it took everything for this team to beat. And, and and and, and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. Like we've seen that happen before we've seen Alabama lose to to lesser teams and, and, you know, crazy shit happen all over the board. But like that game and it's uh, that second half, especially was just, I mean that that was pure theater. You know what I mean? Like that game was. That's uh, that's what I've wanted to see. I'm not even gonna say every year, every cup, every two year, every other year if we could beat them or like. And it seems like me saying that is like outlandish because it's like it seems impossible because it is. I mean, it's throughout his. I mean, he's one and nine against Ohio State. Like that's that's the one win that that is the game that he won. So
1: yeah.
0: I mean, it's now, just...
1: you, you look at uh, – and then the next two years, we had big fourth-quarter leads that we lost. Um, and, and it, it is it, – it's just frustrating. Um, I don't know what – how much Jursich's input was taken in the, in the offensive philosophy. Um, like you said, I I had brought up the point that this is f- fairly similar to the same offense that Franklin ran at Vanderbilt. And he's an offensive guy. And like you said in his press conference, he's going to have his fingers in the cookie jar. So what I do expect to see a little bit more of is running. I think they will – Make a much more concerted effort to run, but this is going to be. I mean, I, I, I almost don't even want to go to a New Year's Six Bowl because I think it, it, it will will struggle. But it depends on what team we get. Right.
0: Yeah. See, I haven't even thought like I'm so just let down, honestly, by by this loss. Like I, I really thought.
1: See, I expected it. So, which is sad because I'm coming to expect, but I mean, being a Philly fan, I expect losses all the time. But I, I really, I look at this and they're just a better team.
0: But the, it's, it's, okay. Yeah. I get, I'm not disagreeing with you there. Um, but it's the way they beat us, I think, is so demoralizing. Like, it, it's, it's just like we're better than you and we're going to show you that we can just, we could we could just sit back and call the same i be, i guarantee they could call the same run play every time and they'd have success like it, it's and i'm not even putting it on the defense cuz the offense sucks so bad like the this offense take out all the other games against lesser competition this offense against a very great defenses is god awful like it's not it's worse than awful like it's it's putrid it's it's, it's watching. It's like watching Zach Wilson. It, it, it's there's no difference. I, I see it, no. It's difference.
1: unimaginative,
0: right? And like it's.
1: But I mean, we say that they did a Philly special. Well, where... I
0: mean, I'm not saying they didn't try. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to put it completely. Like, you know, it probably sounds like I'm putting it entirely on Franklin or Yersitch or but like at the end of the day, the, the play- yes, the game plan can suck. Yet yeah, this and that but you would you might see spurts of like all right they're moving the ball down the field like we really didn't see much of that like it was just three and out or we get a couple first down here there first down here there like it was just I, I, like even that final score isn't represent isn't representing what it really was and the fact that michigan could just run the ball Every single down. They could have ran the ball every down of the game, and I still think they would have won. Like, that's just – that's insane to me. Like, that's just – in a game that they didn't have their head coach either. Like, it's just – like, it's a nightmare come true for, for Penn State, in my opinion. Like, it is – I I expected them to lose this game, and like – but going into it, I had that cautious, cautiously optimistic feeling of like, okay, we're at home. Jim Harbaugh is not there. Like it's just you could you probably could have handed um what's it called? Like like Penn State could have known it's gonna be an HB draw every single time and they still went st- like it's just Michigan had their way with us and and yes, I did think once again it was men among boys. Like, we are boys compared to Ohio State and Michigan. Like it just and I do I do understand like that you can only do so much with who you have. But then I, I started thinking, okay, Franklin is such a great recruiter. Why are we not one of these teams more talented one of these years, you know? Like, why don't we have more talent one of these years out of the 10 years he's been there? You know what I mean?
1: So looking back at at the game, I, I mean, the, the Penn State detractors are quick to point out that that last touchdown that we scored was garbage. But they scored one immediately before that when we turned the ball over on our own thirty yard line and they it, it was Corrin ran for thirty yards. Yeah, busted play. Yeah, I mean and again that's gonna happen when when here are our drives in the set the first half we moved the ball effectively. Um the, the first drive obviously not three and out one yard second drive we 13 plays 66 yards kicked a field goal next drive three three and out but we made nine yards so that was i i think that was where he was debating about going for it and kicked it and then that the kicking he should have just fucking gone for it because they went six plays 78 yards and scored a touchdown but we yep. immediately answered back 10 plays 75 yards touchdown like this this game in all reality was 17 to 9 which it isn't much better but again I I'm, it's just it, it is incredibly frustrating I, I mean I all you can do is laugh but
0: oh I'm not like I'm ready to, uh, I was ready to throw the computer like I was I was I'm I'm I don't know, man. I can't I, I can't as much as like you've watched a lot more Penn State than I have, at least you've seen this team at the highest level. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know how many more years I can take of like if if certain people are happy with ten and two, so be it. I'm I, I'm not. Like if it's every year of this, like and maybe now it's gonna be Ohio State and USC beating up. You know, it'll it'll be different but let's just say we're, we're 10 and two next year. And it's like, how much longer can you go with, with this is what I'm trying to say. Like, if we never, if if it never gets over this hump, it's torture to me. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I'd rather go eight and four, but I'd rather go eight and four one year to go 11 and one in two, three years. Like, you know what I mean? I just being at this, like where we're, we're literally at, we're, we're sitting there licking the jar watching another team celebrate on, on, you know, at Beaver stadium, like McCarthy's running around like an idiot. They have a a interim head coach who starts crying like a bait. Like I I didn't understand that at all. He's crying. Like, you know, Jim Harbaugh got shot. Like it
1: was just dropping the (laughs) F-bomb.
0: on. Yeah. I'm just like, get over your fucking selves, man. Like I, I, I get it. It's a big game. Penn state probably would have done the same thing, but I still think they would add more class. I, I don't think Michigan has much class. It's just my opinion, but, I agree. I I just I thought think, everything about that was just. I it made me really hate Michigan more than I already did. Like I I just.
1: I I concur. I I am now squarely on the I hate Michigan when I after <laughs> after watching McCarthy look through his hands like he's looking through binoculars, that really pissed me off and rubbed me the wrong. Douche, way.
0: He's a douchebag for sure,
1: but. To address your your um comments about not having hardball, I don't really think that's that big of a difference uh, because they've already done it once this year
0: and- let me all right, yeah I'll, I'll let you go back but what would Penn state look like just unbiased- like you know be as unbiased without james franklin in a in a three four game week slate? do you think the team would look dramatically?
1: worse like i i like what do you think that's a good question now if it's the same stipulations that harbaugh has franklin would be there during the week right just not on the sideline uh i don't think that they could look much worse
0: right <laughs> that's yeah that's my point that's very and i'm not trying to take a shot at frank i'm just saying like it might be a little different. It might be more successful. It might be the same. That's that's all I'm trying to say. Like it, bro.
1: but yeah, I mean, so I don't think that not having Harbaugh there was that huge of a detriment because, like, I mean, he was with the team all week and had him prepared, and you can bet your bottom dollar that he was in communication with somebody.
0: Yeah, I, I did think about that too. You know, that is funny. Like, if you're just, and we can go and and obviously talking from a, a blue and white lens like it's going to be a little different but i really don't care like he's sh- if if the punishment is the punishment like why is it that he is with the team still like to me that's not a severe punishment
1: well i don't think this is the final sentence right this, this is the pending punishment. exactly yeah so they didn't want to go because what what happens if they do an investigation. They find out that Stallions is fucking psycho or something like that. <laughs> right. And so, if if he's absolved of his of the charges, now you've suspended a you've su- completely suspended an innocent man. Well, I mean, there's no way in hell is innocent, but <laughs> he's guilty of something. But so this is just. To placate people, um, and until they work through the whole process, what will be interesting is how quickly this will take place and will it affect their postseason eligibility this season,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, to me, they have to figure this out before, like, if Michigan wins out, like, they have to figure this out before then like because then yeah what do you do do you not let him around the team for a college football playoff game or you know what i mean like it's a championship like it just feels so it it just feels disorganized and things and i know david touched on it that you know this is an ohio state whistleblower basically and this and that it it is a weird situation and it's funny that he starts the year with a suspension now he's ending the year with a suspension. like you can't tell me this guy has done – like, he's an innocent man. Like, I, I just don't buy – I don't buy that. Maybe, you know, it's the latter where he didn't do that much wrong and he's he's kind of in the gray area, sure, maybe. But um I don't know. I, I – <laughs> the only time I actually liked cheaters is when the Astros cheated against the Yankees. I was like, cool, I don't even – like – if you're going to cheat against somebody, that's, that's awesome. Like to me, I was rooting for him. So um, outside of that, the deflate gate stuff, I hate it. I it made me hate the Patriots, you know, even if that was kind of a, a stupid thing, but I, I really do believe they were filming teams practices and walkthrough. through. I, I believe that. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, it makes me hate Michigan very much. And now all like Dave Portnoy, I don't know if you ever see his, his stuff from Barstool. Um, he's like basically just vouching. So he would, he's a Michigan alum and he's like a diehard, um, you know, Michigan fan. And he's just like, Oh, Jim Harbaugh did nothing wrong. Fuck all you Penn State fans and Ohio State. Like, you guys are just butthurt where you're not as good as us and this and that. Um, and it's like, I get it because if it was happening at Penn State, you know, maybe we'd be a little bit more biased, but he's like over the top, like. We got to let this play out and see, but it is interesting. And like, I'm getting really long winded, but um, it's interesting that the big 10 is coming after him and not so much the NCAA, like it's not above the big 10. It's kind of like the big 10 has honed in on this situation.
1: I think they're trying to do that to mitigate the potential damage later on. Um, Kind of like admitting you're at fault and then getting a lesser sentence. Um, but you, you brought up the point before that this is uh, the Michigan situations, remind you of the USC situation. I think that's a fantastic reference. Um, and I think that it, what's going to happen is that Harbaugh does exactly what Carol did and goes to the NFL. I don't know where uh but there's to maybe be a, uh, right, but what I'm wondering about, and this is completely off pen off the topic is who goes down to Texas and
0: yeah, that is interesting I mean they <laughs> the buyout they they went through was it, i mean it, if, exactly. It's not over for James. I mean, there is that chance. <laughs> if Penn State loses these next two games, maybe they'll buy him out. Oh, but. If they lose
1: the Rutgers, I mean, I think Franklin would resign. Oh, I don't think
0: he would. I don't. I think he's too prideful for that, but. Yeah. Um,
1: but I, I will also go on record as saying that not in the case of you, but there was a large section of the Penn State community that was never a Franklin supporter, no matter what happened. And I think that racism does play a, a small part in that. Yeah. Because I mean, we, we have some very conservative, hickish fans. Right. No, I, I could see that. I mean, being a, a
0: realist, like I could definitely, and I, I at the end of the day, this is how I look at it. Like I, I like Franklin as a person. I think he's a, he's a good ambassador for the university. I think. He's good for the the young men that are coming through the door. Like I don't think he's staring them. I'm not gonna say he's like uh corrupting these people or anything. Like I, I think he has the right intention. Right. I just don't think he's not he he's I'm not gonna say he's my last choice, but he's far from my first choice as being this university's head coach. I'll put it that way.
1: So then that begs the to, to question who would you bring in? That is legitimately could put,
0: be here trust me it's not it's not neat because there's a plenty of names you know you can throw around like a million different names um in the college landscape or in the pro landscape but who's going to take this job right like it's there's guys that have been above this there's guys that that don't want to go back to college they're in the nfl like mike tomlin they they link oh my god if we got mike tomlin that'd be a problem too but um <laughs> just for me, I, I don't, I don't think he's a good head coach, but there still is a winning somehow. So I, I guess I can't question it. Um, but I, I can't remember. See, like, this makes me look, uh, quite dumb, but, uh, the coach that was at, Oh, fickle, right. Look fickle. Look I know that's not really, uh, uh, like going to happen. Right. Cause what he's at was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I'm not on this Matt Rule. Uh, fuck Matt Rule. Like you know, I just don't. I don't think he would be that much better. Is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, so I, I'm not on this. Like let's bring in Matt Rule or you know steer him away from Nebraska. I, I'm I, I want somebody better than Matt Rule. Like in my opinion, I don't think he's a bad coach, but I I want a guy like I hated Urban Meyer years ago. I still do. Um, but like if somehow they were like all right, let's we got over him. I'd shit up brick. I'd be like. Finally, like this is as much as I don't like him, I really he's a hate the face for me, Um, especially after the Ohio State thing. I didn't I didn't like him at Florida. I hate him in the NFL because he was just an absolute uh, buffoon um, and almost tried to ruin Trevor Lawrence. But like if he was Penn State's head coach, I would be over the moon as far as expectations, as far as like, all right, we're we're a threat now. Like, we are a legitimate threat with Urban Meyer at the helm. I know that's probably not a ch- not a chance in hell, but he is on the the ESPN. Uh, you know, he's just doing commentary basically, so.
1: I think he's on Fox Sports. Though. Or Fox,
0: yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, Fox. But
1: I don't think it's that far-fetched because the, he was – he had been rumored to be – to come to penn state before he went to Ohio state
0: there was a big big time shot they said that he was going to be there
1: yes so i don't necessarily think that it's that crazy of an idea i know that the alumni would have a fucking fit because i mean you talk about dirty he's as dirty as they come
0: yeah uh, i, I agree well, i remember. think
1: he's a very effective coach and I would, I would be, I mean, I had said it before, I think on one of our past shows, or at least talking to you, like, Urban Meyer would be my number one choice. So I'm right there with you. Um, you had talked about the uh, offensive coordinator up at Buffalo, Joe Brady, who had worked with um, LSU's offense when fucking Joe Burr put up his fucking video game numbers.
0: Yeah. Joe Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> this is what is so frustrating for me is I expected that from Yersich. And
0: I did too. He, yeah. 100%. This is where
1: I blame Franklin for interfering with what Yersich wanted to do. Now what I don't know is how much autonomy did he have when he was at Ohio State and Oklahoma and Texas? I mean, I know he was the quarterback's coach and he was the offensive coordinator, but how much did the head coach input? And it's not like the head coach Diddling around is anything new. Joe Pa used to do it all the time. Um, for but, the most but, part. I, no,
0: I, lo- I I don't want to cut you off. I love this conversation, though, because what's really interesting is is Franklin says, the offensive coordinator is the coach of the offense, like the lead. No, this is what he says. Franklin says the offensive coordinator is the head coach of the offense. The defensive coordinator is the defensive head coach, right? So that being said, I understand he's going to still have his input. He's an offensive minded coach. He, you know, you know, he's at Maryland for a while doing the, the exact, that thing. He was in the NFL. Franklin was with the Packers, like this, that, and the third, but, like I one thousand one thousand percent agree with you. Where and I think you hit it on the on the on the head. Yursich, I don't think he got to run the offense that he wanted to run. I, I gun to my head, like you know lie detector test. Like I, I'm banking on the fact that Franklin was like because even like I, I I'm such a Penn State nerd that I watch Franklin's press conferences and like I was listening to it. Driving home the one day, and this this was the one after uh, after Yursich was fired, and he said, you know, basically we are now our conversations in the building are more productive. This and that, like he was taking some little shots, you know, like little like at Yursich, and I I think Yursich probably pushed back and said, look, you know, I don't agree with the way you run an offense. Well, I want to run it like this, and then Franklin said, well. I've had success and, and, you know, this is all speculation. Like I have no idea, but to me, that's how it probably went because I still think like Franklin to me has that control freak aspect to him. Like if you watch him in a, in a press conference, if somebody kind of lays into him on a a hard question, he'll deflect it back and he'll most of the time not take accountability and things like that. Like he'll, he'll, he'll kind of like sneak his way, a lot of people call him a, a snake oil salesman. And like, there is a little bit to that, I think with him. Um, and I think Yursich. now we'll see where he goes, but I mean, being at Oklahoma state, like during his tenure, I did a little bit of research the other day. I, it's a little cloudy, but pretty sure they were super pass happy, which they are, you know, this year they are, but it was a lot of like, you know, five receiver set like just a, a lot more spread out than it seems to be. Penn state, you know, like it just a lot, there's a lot more jumbo formations and things like that and like 12 personnel and everything else at Penn state than it was. I I just think he didn't, like you said, he didn't have full control at any point. Like, I just don't feel that he did. And like, I could be totally wrong, but I, I just don't think that I am on that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And when we come back from the break, I'll tell you, um, my problems with the offensive scheme as it is now. there's one thing that they that we should be doing that we're not
0: Joey house for o c <laughs> So Joey's our next offensive coordinator we We've cut you know cut the bullshit and just went straight to the offensive guru himself. Well the nice
1: thing is they'd be able to get me for cheap. That's exactly right.
0: That's exa- I mean, I, I my salary
1: it, I probably would I probably wouldn't even take six figures. Oh, I was about to say I think
0: taking a hundred thousand would be reasonable because I mean, with what did you know? What did Yursich make? I probably a couple million.
1: I don't think he made a couple million, but it, he probably made close to a million. Um, I don't I don't know if we could find that. Uh, like, but one of the things that Penn State. Oh, there we go. One of the things that Penn State doesn't do. Huh, doesn't give you that. They're saying that he was paid a modest salary of $12,000. There is no fucking way. No,
0: that's not right, because he made, at Texas, before he came to Penn State, he made a million five. We made a million.
1: Uh, okay. One point seven. Uh, that was when he started out as a graduate assistant at St. Francis in Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean.
0: So, so, um, he made one seven at at Og- at uh at Texas. So to th- to say that he made a couple million at pens- I I don't think that's
1: out of the rhyme of. Te- Texas, they do things bigger in Texas.
0: Everything's bigger. The bigger ass everything.
1: <laughs> I but I, I don't I think you might have made a million.
0: Alexis, Texas. <laughs> no. Um yeah. No, you're you're probably but I mean like I said, hundred. Joey taking a hundred thousand, that that's chump change. The
1: Absolutely. That, just think of all the money you could spend then on the NIL.
0: <laughs> exact you're such a such a kind fellow to take a pay cut like that. That's...
1: absolutely I, I i mean i believe blue and white um i'm very frustrated that they don't get or they don't do this very often they don't get singleton and k on the field at the same time uh, yeah they do when they do that fucking stupid foolhouse backfield or whatever but i like that play though no i, I don't i don't dislike that play but i want to see them split backs yeah i agree i i mean i grew up with the days of kurt warner and john john williams blair thomas and dj dozier were in the same backfield uh steve john steve smith and, and there was a there was another big fullback and then and then but my favorite tandem was curtis enos and aaron harris in the the mid 90s edition, and we just don't we don't do that, and, and I think that would be. But I'm also, I am not a fan of the shotgun every snap. I I thank you,
0: thank you for not. Um, I thought I was, and the whole like Clifford did it. I think even Trace did it, right? Like he yep. operated, and it's it's this clap of the hands, like it's just so cringy to me when it's play in and play out, play in and play out, play in and play out. Like there is no under center for this team. Like I, I, it's like, why, like, why look, why look the
1: same every single, you know what I mean? Well, okay. So the philosophy behind that, it's pretty simple. It allows the quarterback a, a, a better view of the whole field in theory um but like you said uh, it doesn't look like that's that Alar is using that he has locked in on his receivers Uh, the deer in the headlights that's a, a great analogy because i think that's exactly what it is i mean he's a 19 year old kid with a average at best offensive line and Wide receiver core that would have trouble in fucking high school. I love it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel. So, like I mean, if if you get if you gave him Marvin Harris, uh, Maserati, Marv.
0: Oh, I didn't uh, think uh, I didn't think Gus Johnson was making an appearance tonight. Shout, <laughs> yeah. shout out to good old just Gus Johnson. Fucking um, scumbag that guy has turned into, huh? Like it. Yeah. It's,
1: like, I love. I,
0: I used to love that guy. So now, did
1: I. And
0: and who, wait, who did he call the game? This who called the game this past week? It wasn't. Uh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, yeah, was. Yeah, because he was like the Michigan Wolver Like it was just like he. I swear to God, he either puts money down on Michigan and Ohio State every week. Or he really doesn't like Penn State. Like you can't tell me. Like I know in the past he's he's when uh, when Penn State beat I think it was Wisconsin that first week of a couple of years ago, and uh, Jaquan Brisker picked that pass off, uh, and he's like, "Oh, Brisker!" Like he's yelling and stuff, and uh, and I he went like,
1: off last year at, when we rallied Purdue. against Purdue. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought that Penn State won the national championship the way he was. <laughs> See but but I still think like call I, me I call agree. Me, I think he loves Michigan
0: and Ohio State though. Like I I, I there's something to it where cuz they'll make like an average play and he'll get like oh look at this team they're so good and then yeah. Penn State has to literally win the game for him to be like losing his mind. Like yes, it, I, I, especially I Ohio State though. I mean he is a homer for can't tell me otherwise but The thing is, I do really like him, and it sucks, but
1: it's... Do you know we had more first downs in Michigan? That's hard to believe. We had 17 versus their 15. That, to me... Like, I'm looking at these stats, and... Everybody's just focusing in on our our negative, our, our horrible offense, which is not very good. But... We held a team that is that was averaging over 410 yards a game to 287, but but doesn't that speak
0: more of our, how bad our offense was? Because look how look how we've controlled them in a vacuum, basically their offense. And then on the flip side, we can't we can't do enough. Like it, like you said, it's that it's that Eagles it was that Eagles team that would give up 15 points a game, but then can't fucking score enough to win. So it's like.
1: That's yeah, what it feels exactly.
0: like. That's what it feels but like.
1: But you have to remember, Michigan has the same same caliber of defense. I know. We weren't, just, go, we weren't going up against some schlub. I no, mean, but it, it was the same. It was Ohio
0: State and Michigan. It was the same. And, and Ohio State's got a top five defense. No, I know. It's just like it felt no better to me. Like, I I, I know you said it would you feel better about this. Like, I really don't feel any better, though. It just felt I, like I it
1: this is what I feel like. I feel that we're almost there, and I mean, you're, you're right. We've almost been there now for years. Feels like fucking my lifetime, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But I get it. We're, we're missing. We're missing a huge playmaker. I I think, a la Her- Marvin Jr. Maserati or, Martin, as you, as you or like a KJ Hamler,
0: yeah. KJ Hamler would be lethal
1: on this, he thing. would be, yeah. He would, oh my god, Drew would probably fucking have a climb, <laughs> have an orgasm. <laughs> KJ came back, I think. Uh, Mike Yersic would have because he yeah. might have saved his job, but I, it, um... it, it might have so this is something that we talked about all fair and it actually, it, it needs to be discussed since you recruited or, or was the primary recruiter of drew Allar, Does Alar leave now after the season?
0: So, yeah. And, and this has been, you know, not to take it off of, I mean, I, I shout out other podcasts cause I, I tune in I'm, I probably watched so many podcasts in my life; it probably equals ten years of my life at this point. But, um, on Blue and White Illustrated, who they do a great job, in my opinion, like Thomas Frank, Thomas Frank Carr talked about how, you know, what would, like pretty much, and and also uh, State of State with with uh, Justin King and Tom Hannifin, they talked about it too. This whole, whoever they bring in has to. It is so exponentially important. Like they are, if they make the wrong hire hours out the door is what is what I would basically both those podcasts kind of went that direction. Like, and I have to agree, like if it's not something that if, if thinks I have to make a huge adjustment to my game to run this offense, I'm not going to say he's it's not going to be a huge learning curve. It probably will be because every Every offensive coordinator has a different philosophy and, and a different, you know. Well, race. at least
1: different nomenclature. They, they, they label, I mean, they have different calls and stuff. They may have the same philosophy or, or similar. Similar, but, right, right. But I, I, as a quarterback, I can attest that different offensive coordinators is, is changing that is difficult. And that was part of Hackenberg's problem. He had three offensive coordinators in his four years
0: here that's like that's why i think baker mayfield got the short end of the stick in cleveland cuz he he led that team to the playoffs i mean they were they were he was doing really well with them and he had like three head coaches in 3 years and then they shipped him out the door and then maybe it's karma that i, I shouldn't i'm not wishing injury on anybody but like the deshaun experiment hasn't worked and and i wanted you know we want to talk about that a little bit but like that's another like like is his career uh, um of failure because not even a failure, but like he, he hasn't been as good as people obviously projected him to be as a as a top pick. Sure. But is is it his fault because he's got, you know what I mean? Three different Baker offenses or,
1: to learn. or Deshaun.
0: No, Baker. Like he had three different offenses to learn, three different head coaches in three years. It's the Cleveland Browns. Like it's just I'm just trying to draw parallels to like somebody like that where it's like, okay, even Tom Brady might struggle if you gave him three different offensive coordinators. Three different systems, three different. You know what I mean. So, I think I'm not gonna say would you have fired your such like that. That's that's not really important here. But I would say, don't you think this hire? In order for Allard to stay in the building, this has to be a hire. He not gonna say his input on, but he has to at least like this to even have a chance. He has to be on board.
1: On board, right? Yeah. Yes and i don't know if i'm, I'm i think maybe i give franklin too much credit sometimes uh especially when the results don't necessarily warrant it i hope that the thought process went if we terminate usage are we going to potentially lose drew i I, I wonder if they had
0: that conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they, like, I'm not it, gonna it, say they went to Alar and said, "Do you want to keep him?" But like, if he wasn't even thought about, I think, like, I, I think if, he, do you think that should have been brought up to him? Is what I'm gonna. ask? No, I, I don't think it should have been brought Cause up because that's
1: to him. above that's above
0: him. That's exactly. It,
1: yeah, one player is not that important to this team. Right. Now, if they were 12, 11, and 0, and he's Slinging it for four thousand yards? Maybe. But I would I would be very reticent to I wouldn't get his input. I may let him know, hey, look, we're we're getting rid of this guy. But I wonder if it was brought up. If we get rid of Yursich, are we gonna lose Drew? I and I and I also wonder, like maybe not going
0: well, even going into this game, like if we come out flat against, if we don't do much offensively like they did, if they don't, you know, get up to expectations as far as against Michigan, it like before the game, before kickoff, was that a thought in James Franklin's head or was that a thought in Pat Kraft's head? Like we're getting rid of this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was this game, was this game the barometer of he will stay here or he will not, or was it, you know, after the the final whistle blew, fuck, we got to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I'd love to know that. You know,
1: yeah, that's that's an interesting point, and I agree. Um, because again, <laughs> they're eight and two, and ranked fifteenth in the nation in, uh, in points per game. It's
0: it's just I think how bad they've played against these top defenses is what. But I, I do think it's. I think Franklin and Urasage, like just based on the, the tone of voice that Franklin spoke in, and kind of how he was, he was very, um, like he he kind of poked back, and he kind of engaged in that, that, you know, conversation of like, you know, what was it Urasage? Was it the like he just kind of, he didn't do Urasage any favors, and he definitely. Was very combative with the with the media about that type of thing. So I, I really think it was probably a falling out of those th- those two guys. And right. I I think Franklin is, like I'm sure behind closed doors like like I say he's difficult to deal with. But I I think Franklin is kind of a I'm I'm the fucking head coach at the end of the day, and I'm sure ninety five percent of them are like that. Um, but I think. I think they had different philosophies altogether, and I I just don't think it it meshed the way that maybe it meshed a little bit better when when Clifford was here, but it's really kind of fallen to the wayside because of the the offensive struggles against the the game. Like these are games Franklin is kind of has to win at this point because of the the contract he got, the pressure that's coming in from the from the fan base. Like these are you circle these games every year, but now it's. Every year, I think there's a, there's more and more importance. And really, it's been one side of the ball that's been a total letdown. Like, you can't really point to the – like, they're not losing these games 55-14. to 14. Like, you know what I mean? So, yes, there is positive to that, but there's also on the flip side negative because, you know, if we had somewhat of a decent offense in these particular games, we could be talking about an
1: undefeated team right now. So here's my nomination for Franklin's replacement. All right, let's hear it. Eric Taylor from the Dillon Panthers and Friday Night Lights.
0: <laughs> oh my God. I mean I'd take him. How about uh Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans? I think he could he could uh he could he'd probably be a hell of a recruiter. I guarantee he would, and I think he would be a uh Okay,
1: a, let me ask you this. What about prime?
0: I would love that. At this point, I, I I said that to my dad, and I don't I don't even think I got a text back. But, um, I I, I would I mean, he's so like he's the polar opposite of I'm not gonna say he's what they stand for, but like my God, can you imagine like all the Penn State players have new like have a bling on and just it, it would be like you know the, these These uh, donors are like having strokes. Like if they saw him coming, he's got the the bright blue sunglasses. Like he is the most flashy. Love him or hate him, he is as flashy as they come. And like Penn State's very buttoned up. You know what I mean? So it's they're very conservative. Yes. So like, I don't think that. I mean, never say never, but like that would be. Oh my God! I can't. I can't actually imagine. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing it, especially for like a couple, three, four years, just to like, holy shit, the, the buzz that would be around this this university that's already there but would be multi, would just, you know, multiply.
1: Yeah, it would definitely be increased exponentially. Uh, I'm not certain how good of a coach he is yet. He is a fantastic promoter. I mean, but coaching wise, I, I don't know. Now, and it's going to be difficult to to judge him this year but you'll be able to see how, how how good of a program builder he is if he stays there for four or five years because they I mean Colorado was at rock bottom so and to address some of your other uh Penn State nominees I am 100% in your camp with about Matt Rule um I was very, very hopeful that they weren't going to offer it to him back in 13 or 14, whenever they brought Franklin in. And the same thing with Al Golden. I mean, they're ex-Penn Staters, so they're legacies and stuff like that. But they just had – I think in order for Penn State to become that elite tier program that Franklin is striving for when you move away from him you've got to get somebody that is nationally recognizable not somebody that the Penn State faithful want right right because if if, I mean if if (laughs) it were up to half the alumni they'd probably have Jay Paterno as the head coach yeah yeah 100 percent and from what i've heard he was a god-awful coach quarterback coach and and things like that but and then that gets into the whole there's a lot of politics and there's a and if if i don't know how much you paid attention to this um during the off season but there's there was a big uh politicking for the the board of trustees Evidently, like, they run, they have elections for him and stuff like that. And Jay was on there. Um, and then so was opposing him, though, was an ex, uh, I think, field hockey player, um, like a, a generational talent in, in her sport. Um, and they, they were, I mean, it was almost like a presidential election. It was, it was pretty nasty, like, the shit that they were saying um but if if we don't make the playoffs next year i think that CJF is gone i'm willing to give him till then but i,
0: I, mean, I, I i'm i'm glad i like i said i thought you were going to come in here and i and like i will be I won't be shocked because of the university that Penn State is in their history, and but I was definitely shocked that Yursich got fired. So now, like all, all you know, all bets are off, as they say. It, right. It's like what I was. Getting, my point is, is like I was gonna say, I'll be somewhat shocked if if he lives out the or if he doesn't live out the contract. Like I said, because of how Penn State does business and and things like that. But like I said, with Urošić being let go the way he was midseason, I at this point I'm not going to say he's going to get fired like Franklin's going to get fired this year. I don't at all expect that. I w- that would be like groundbreaking. Um, and I don't even I don't even know if that would be the right move. But like, you know what he has he's two years or he's what two, yeah two years
1: in or one year into this this deal. Uh, well, this was the second year. Okay. So do you like
0: a crystal ball? Do you think he, he makes it another eight years? Like, I, I just don't, there's no way unless like, obviously if they
1: perform then yes. But like, I just don't, I don't know. I I don't know if that's. See, and it's interesting because I've heard a lot of people say, bring Joe Moorhead back that, that, the head, being the offensive coordinator, at Penn State's got to be better than being the head coach at Akron. But again, it's that whole. Moorhead was successful because his philosophy was in complete lockstep with Franklin's. When Moorhead was at the head coach at Fordham, they ran the exact same fucking philosophy and style. Right. That Franklin did down, down at Vanderbilt. But the. the the question about changing head coaches you've got to be very careful because Wisconsin is a fantastic example to, to observe and, and watch and learn from they fired last year they fired their head coach Paul Christ when they were like eight and three it's not, six and three or so, no they had a winning record uh, when they fired him and they finished out the year, whatever, um, and they didn't bring, they didn't hire their legacy, Jim Leonard. They brought in Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, and he brought in Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator at UNC. This, and I, I will admit that I drank the Kool-Aid 100%. I thought that this was going to be, I thought Wisconsin was going to challenge for the national championship. And. And instead, they are a ripe five and five. Oh, yeah. And have lost last week to Northwestern.
0: Not great. By two
1: touchdowns. <laughs> not
0: not spectacular.
1: No. Um, they lost to Northwestern by the same score that they lost to Ohio State, 24 to 10. But... My my point is, they had a very conservative style offense, and they wanted to open it up more. I mean, Fickle was an offensive-minded coach, which is bizarre because he played defensive line. Um, Yeah, that is is bizarre. And and he doesn't look nearly big enough to play defensive line, does he? No. But he he did. He He played at high State.
0: Different time, but yeah, no, I, I definitely, yeah, it doesn't make, and none of that makes, you know what I mean, like none of that adds up. But,
1: but there, they had an all-American running back, and they they had these, they had three, four-star quarterbacks transfer in, and just this wealth of talent. It takes, and they're finding out that that it takes more than a season to learn a radically different philosophy and it's what's funny is the fact that wisconsin fans are a lot like penn state fans just not as vulgar but they think that their school is much more important on the national landscape than it is wisconsin hasn't won a football national championship in football i think in my lifetime well, not not I think in my lifetime, definitely not since like the 30s, if they have ever won one.
0: So, yeah, so at least Penn State has more pedigree than that, though. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to downplay. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: um, right? No, you're you're absolutely right. I think but, th- this fan base but is our, just
0: itching, though. They are just
1: well, their fan s- base is un- unrealistic because, the, or I should no, I shouldn't say unrealistic, but they hold penn state to a higher esteem than that what they they really are we're not alabama we're not ohio state and we're not georgia but i mean georgia wasn't georgia until a couple of years ago
0: right but i think that's is it is it they're not delusional but is it that they're, they're, they just want they want this team like they're like philadelphia fans i think are a lot of the time uh not so much lately because the teams have been very good but like to me i'm like the sixers are never like it, when are the sixers going to win a, an nba finals like it, every year they go the second the second round and lose every year like it's not once well, every two they,
1: they made the eastern finals like four or five years ago
0: right but it's it's the same like they don't even get to the finals you know what i mean like they don't and like I
1: mean they're 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 not they're not hesitant to change head coaches at all
0: that's yeah so like I I just think the fan base I'm not gonna say like I think we differ a little bit on this like I I just think they want to win so bad that they're like what the fuck why aren't we winning you know like because it gets to the point where it's like okay what's the point like I, I I'm all for like national championship or bust though. Like I, I, I don't care about the Rose bowl. I don't care about like, yeah, it's nice. I'd, I'd rather them see if the, like when they were at the Rose bowl, if they would have lost, that would have been even worse. But I was like, cool. Like I was happy that Clifford got a, a bowl win, went out like another that. bowl win. Right. Right. Another, yeah. Been there so long, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think the fan base is like, look, we haven't won since the eighties. It's time. Like it's like, like even Cubs fans, they, they held that team to, they're like, every year they were, they, I mean, now I think it's calmed down since they won it, but like every year the Cubs were like, you know, we need to win the World Series this year. It's been a hundred fucking years, you know, like the Red Sox, you could say the same thing for them when they started getting good in the, right. in the early I mean, two thousands. Like, I, yeah. I think it's just like Penn state is never like, I mean, they've had the couple of what the COVID year, they were God awful, but it's like when your team's winning eight, nine, ten games, it's like, okay, why are we not the national? Like, why can't we build be- my, my mindset is always, why can't we be Ohio state? Why can't we be Michigan? Even if it's for a couple of years. And I know historically we haven't been that, but how do we get to that? Like if we had, if we had urban or uh urban Meyer or Nick Saban or somebody that was like, Holy shit, this guy can just coach, you know, like I think we'd be right there. I don't, I don't think this, It's not like we're Northwestern trying to make that jump,
1: you know, like a team that's just. So do you you think if we had John Madden or or, uh, the best coach in the world? Nick Saban. Last Saturday, we would have won.
0: I think it would have been closer. Yeah, I think it would have been closer. I don't know if we would have won. I think it would have been closer. I just think it would have looked better. I think it would have looked better
1: it was an eight point game until the last five minutes of the, I mean, that's a one score game and it still ended up a one score game. Yeah. I yeah, just no, No two scores. Cause we went for two and didn't make it.
0: I just think like if you gave, if you gave it uh Nick Saban 10 years or you give James Franklin 10 years at Penn state, are uh, you same? No,
1: but see, I, I, I don't dispute that. I agree 100%, but with what we have right now are they achieving the the 100% the utmost no no they're not no i don't think so i think this team so, is held
0: this team's held back by the coaching staff I, I i truly believe that
1: okay we've already established that they have no offensive wide receivers the offensive line is spotty I think the running game would look better with a different coach.
0: I think it would be more consistent. I think the play calling would be better. So it would be, it would just be overall better. Like, I think well, we're lacking.
1: I think that that's an interesting viewpoint. And hopefully with Jawan C- setter, I think is how you pronounce his name. S- yes. Uh, yeah. Setter or Cedar. Cedar. Um, yeah. The, being the running back coach and also the interim co-offensive coordinator or whatever, hopefully we do get to see a little bit more of the running game.
0: I think like when, when I mean, you see the, the situation with the Eagles, them bumping Brian Johnson up to the OC. Like I think as a coach um, and there's another guy as co-offensive coordinator, I can't remember his name, drawing a blank, but like with, with Cedar, and this other guy like this is your time to kind of shine like this is your time to show that hey maybe we should consider this guy as and like this is something you can put on your resume yeah it was only a couple games but you served as the co-offensive coordinator you know so I always look at this from like you know I'm not in the building or you know know much as far as the play calling goes but to me it's like it's not now or never, but it is a. It's an opportunity you don't get every day, and it's an opportunity you may never get again. So, I think you got to showcase like, okay, I could do this job, if they need me to do this job. Like you never know. I mean, if they, if they look. I mean, but the the level of competition that's going to play a, a role. Like, it, everybody probably expects them to put up fifty against Rutgers. I mean,
1: Vegas doesn't because the total is only fifty. Um, <laughs> Well, maybe the fifty is zero. No, co, <laughs> the co-offensive coordinator is the tight ends coach Ty How. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and this is it. This is a uh, kind of an audition for these two. Um, definitely Cedar. Um, I have never even heard of How before, but then again, I would give you a hundred bucks if you could tell me one tight ends coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I How.
0: I can't think of one in the NFL. So Exactly. And those and, guys and here, are usually more known. So
1: Right. So when we uh, come back from the break, we'll, we'll wrap up our Penn State talk and uh, look a little bit towards the future, i.e. Rutgers, and then uh, touch on some NFL. All right. All right. So we've talked ad nauseum about the the past we're gonna try to go 1-0 and this week against a scarlet knights team of rutgers elite per- team. <laughs> <laughs> what's your uh what's your take on this
0: i mean yeah we talked a little off air on you know they're 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 actually a respectable defense um without a doubt i i Maybe I was a little bit too bullish on Greg Schiano coming. Like I, I like Greg Schiano. I'm not gonna say he's like. Would he be a replacement for James Franklin? I don't know. But um, yeah, but,
1: that's a great question. Would he, Uh
0: would I don't you know. I'd him? roll. I'd roll the dice with with Greg Schiano. Um, I
1: mean, he's a defensive guy. So yeah, I at know. At least he. You need a good.
0: Hello, you there? I lost. I was yeah. about to text you. Uh,
1: yeah, that was crazy. I thought, well, whenever that you froze, so I thought that my internet went out. If my internet goes out, you won't be able to text me because I have a text down number.
0: But oh uh, shit, shit. Well, we're good now. <laughs> yeah. So we- <laughs> live, uh, live interruption there. I, it, now it said my internet connection was stable. I, th- I think something flickered for a second there, but gotcha. think I think so- we're good as far as I know.
1: So you would take Shiano. Uh, let's go. Let's go through the list of coaches that you would or you wouldn't take.
0: See, I don't. Um, I don't know the college landscape is nearly as good as. Like I'm plugged in 24-7, 365 to Penn State, but like outside of that, like. But we'll 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 try it anyway. Hmm. Okay. Well, would
1: you elevate any Penn State coaches to head coach?
0: Uh, I would consider Manny Diaz. I really would. Even though I I get he struggled at my I think Miami is a shit show though I I don't because they've been a shit show after him you know like I I don't I don't necessarily blame him for what for his like I no, give him you're a pass. Miami I give him a pass for 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 Miami like I would if it came down to Franklin leaving and and Manny Diaz is like okay he's about to take a job somewhere else I'd extend an offer and I'd extend a very competitive offer, is what I'm saying. Because, like, this team has been so good under him. Um, Brent – I think Brent Pry coached them well. I think Manny Diaz is better. I really do.
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I was very, very disappointed when Pry left. I was, I was like, like, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. I
0: thought thought we were going to fall off the map defensively, and it's been the the opposite.
1: Now, here's the problem with – Whoever we bring in to replace Mr. Franklin, this isn't the destination; it's a stop. So, could it be a destination for somebody though? Is my is my pushback on that? It, it, it could be, but then you're then you're going to probably be in the Penn State community, or at least Pennsylvania native. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, and, and I don't. I'm not saying that's a reason to. That we should keep Franklin because of—I mean, I do preach consistency, and I think that is a very important tenet of a successful program. But, and you look at Alabama; they go through coordinators every fucking year, it seems like. But Saban is always there. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. So when a kid gets recruited. By, by Alabama, he knows he's going to be coached by Nick Saban for upwards to four or five years. I I might say something that's completely insane, but I I, I don't want to say I, I,
0: like this is all a joking matter, but it kind of isn't. Like I'd almost like sell my foot, like I'd chop my foot off to get to get Nick Saban on a ten year like Can you imagine? I just think we would get a national – I think we would get a national championship in 10 years with Nick Saban. Like, give him a 10-year
1: contract. Like, Okay. Do you really want an 83-year-old man coaching on the sideline? If it's Nick
0: Saban, I would. Yeah, I don't care. Because he's he's in his 70s right now. I know, but he is uh, – I have the – I don't care what allegations or what – like, if they're doing all this illegal shit. I have – I think he can just coach football. I, 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 what about Kirby Smart? Uh, yeah, I mean he's getting there. Obviously, like I see. Here's one for you. This is kind of a screwball on the whole. Like, what do you think about uh, Dabo Sweeney?
1: I was just gonna say that. That one because, is that. That's uh yeah. I don't know. But I think that thinking about that even is. Us being delusional Penn State fans and thinking that Penn State's more important than Clemson. See, but it's not. See, but I know it's the SEC and everything, but A- A- ACC. oh okay, yeah, ACC, which isn't even as good as the SEC. But no, and that program—I mean, not not the program, but that conference—is it's not. If they get Notre Dame, will be they'll be right as rain. Yeah. But it is definitely struggling and it's not on life support but it's close yeah it, it's yeah I, I told uh so it, that yeah. could that could be a i, I was actually going to ask you that that could be a a selling point that well, you'd be going to the big 10
0: big Ten's going nowhere the big 10 expanded it's not it's not exactly. even the big 10 it's the big what 14 now. 18 or 16
1: or something yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's 14 now i mean and we're bringing in four more, so it would be the big eight. Team. Yeah, I, I,
0: I would take Dabo Sweeney though. I, I would like that. I, I
1: would, t- I would take Dabo in a heartbeat. Um, and this is where I really fall flat because I, I don't n- know because I don't know uh, the mid-major coaches like I should. Um, but I will tell you. The coach, at James Madison? He's getting looked at for sure. Yes, because this is JMU's second year in the FBS, and they're one of the five undefeated teams. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And this is the second year in a row that they've done that. There's no way he doesn't –
0: there's no way – like he's at a stepping stone of a program.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's about to ascend. Which is sad for JMU because he's a really, really good coach um but yeah and that's that is my fear is that somebody does comes in like bill o'brien i i wish he would come back like see there's no way in hell but is is your that's why
0: like i i'm not going to say i outrightly think it's crazy that penn state isn't a a destination but i i think for the right person it would be because Like you're in the Big Ten, first of all, which is outside of the SEC is the best conference, don't you think? Outside of the SEC. Yeah, 100%. But there is
1: a huge gap. I'll give you, like, there's a huge gap. I don't think there's. Well, yeah, there there probably is. Um, Here's why Penn State isn't a destination school. And, And this is looking at, I don't. I don't feel any of these things, but this is what I've heard other people say. Right? There's absolutely nothing around the school. You're <laughs> in the middle of, fuck <laughs> Egypt. <Yeah. laughs>
0: so, but I mean, I mean, is, is Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Is there a lot going on in Tus in outside of? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but like yeah, yeah I mean, uh, that's outside question. of out, let's let's do like Florida State, okay? You're, that
1: yeah, I'm sure it's tallahassee right there's a shit ton well no okay so the weather's a little bit better down there it's not as cold i mean alabama yeah yeah i mean all the sec schools yeah 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 um so there's virtually nothing around there and our alumni is very very difficult to deal with because they are frozen. it yeah they're closing it yeah exactly it's almost like a fucking amish community how, how dare you <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but um. they they uh, are very very conservative for one and they don't like change and they want everything to be back to the joe pod days and that's just not a realistic way to look towards the future we should honor and praise Joe Pa but not strive to go back to to get the same success that he's had but you can't it's almost you like you can't you're trying duplicate to make him alive yeah yeah
0: yeah again. I get it yeah you you can't duplicate that yeah it,
1: it's no. um well, like the one, no one's gonna Gaffer be here for 40
0: sweet. years like no one's gonna be here for 30 years you know what I mean I, I just right um but 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 that's my thing like why I I get you know the alumni like I'm not saying Penn State is the sexiest school out there like I I, I I'm not gonna sit here as a even as a biased fan like you know yes it's in central Pennsylvania which you know isn't a vacation spot I'll put it that way it's cold as hell in the winter but there are colder schools like Michigan State is Michigan yeah. I mean yeah yeah Ohio State well, yeah, but it, it, no. I'm I'm thinking like Michigan State cuz it's like on on the lakes. You go up there, you play a game there this this time of the year and you you're, you know, you got icicles hanging from your nose. Like that 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 to me is I wouldn't want to coach there. Don't get me wrong, Penn State is cold, but there's there's even more extreme, but but my thing is like Penn State has such c- tradition like they say the whiteout is one of the best, you know, college football experiences in the country. Like, I think there are enough pluses that it would be a destination for for somebody. like, I'm not saying for everybody, but, like, would you rather coach at Washington than Penn State? Like, I I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, is it – like, yes, there are the schools you circle. Like, Ohio – like, Ryan Day would never go to Penn State after Ohio. Like, like if he had the chance to go – Penn State or Ohio State, he'd go to Ohio State every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Would like, you take him? I, I can't stand him, but I'd take him. I cannot stand he He's almost to the point where he's as bad as Urban Meyer. Like, I, I just – he seems like – and I, I know it's probably just because he coaches there, but, my God, he's just the definition of a, just a jackass. Like, I don't know. I just – I don't like that guy whatsoever. Um, I like Harbaugh more than him for sure. Um, Yeah,
1: I I like Harbaugh too. I don't. Yeah, I I, I always have liked Harbaugh. I mean, I liked him when he was a player. I liked him when he played at fucking uh, Indianapolis. Um, (laughs) This is interesting. I'm looking at Pro Football Focus is of the top 20 coaches. Number six is available. Pat Fitzgerald. Now, now here's a here's a uh, a possibility. Uh Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. He's I mean, they've had, they've had some success. Right, and he's he's an offensive minded coach. Uh, I mean this is pretty interesting like and Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher's 13th. Um Mark Stoops who's uh, a disciple of the uh How Mummy coaching tree which is what they're running up in wisconsin now the air raid i'll give you what well here if
0: if we could keep manny diaz there i would take lincoln riley like i, I know that's not a realistic possibility but like if we had a 100 percent to fall back on like and we're putting up 40 50 points a game like we we'd be a serious threat you know yeah
1: absolutely but and, you need
0: a good defense because he's – that guy's complete offense through and through. Exactly. What about, and, what about Sonny Dykes from TCU?
1: See, it's funny because when I think of T- Sonny Dykes, I think of Texas Tech because that's where he started out at. Uh, see, now, this – we're actually going to get to see how good of an offensive coach Lincoln Riley is. When they move to the Big Ten and play some defenses, finally,
0: yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, and it, it'll also test Penn State's defense and Michigan's. Defense. You know, what I mean, like it'll be a it'll be on both sides of the ball.
1: Exactly, yeah, that, that's a, that's a good point. And the thing is, I'm not certain that Sonny Dykes fall doesn't fall in that same category because he coaches at fucking. I mean, look what I mean, they gave up—forty-five points to prime time. Yeah. Which is not that, I mean, not hard. I get it. I, I
0: I would rather, see, to me, I want a guy that's coached, like, like Davo Sweeney's coached in the national championship. He's, like, I want somebody that's been there and done that. I don't want your Sonny Dykes. Like, I don't want some guy that's making a huge jump from, like.
1: Well, I don't know if TCU's a huge jump, but I don't know that Sonny Dykes would have the. National name power that a Lincoln Riley or Dabo Sweeney or right, right, would. What about uh, the fucking oh, shit. um, ah, damn it, I can't think of him a... now. Uh, Lane kiffin no, fuck no, no,
0: I can't, god, he that, like, I think he can coach decently. I think in the – oh, my God, in the NFL he can't. But in college I, I think he's decent. But he – like there is no way he would win over the alumni. So, like that guy right. is a complete dickhead to the fullest.
1: I, I think that he needs to have somebody run the organization and he just stick to the X's and O's. Yeah. Because – you you've mentioned franklin's ability to be an ambassador and you're exactly right
0: you know who i <laughs> oh god this would be worse um which is hard to believe but it would no it would be did you see ucla is probably going to fire chip kelly i did <laughs> can you imagine, if if he comes to penn state i might have to be a pit fan or something like that, that would, <laughs> i'd lose my marbles if that happened
1: yeah, that would be
0: uh... – I don't even <laughs> want to speak that into existence. I, I'm I'm afraid that I'm – like, please just get hired somewhere else so I'll, I can not lose sleep at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, like <I>, – <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm searching for uh, up-and-coming head coaches, and the one co- uh, thing that they asked, being AI, is James Franklin a good college football coach? And this was the answer was written after the 2020 season, and he's like, and Penn State's four and five season in 2020 is the only reason why he's on. He's as low in this rankings list as he went in astounding 42 and 11 from 16 to 19, and that 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 is amazing. Like two two, I mean, the the sanctions were resolved while he was there uh, 14 so two years after and but the the scholarship sanctions weren't fully taken care of until a couple of years after that they lifted the bowl ban but they kept the the, the scholarship slowly came back and at some point we have to stop using that as a excuse Oh, I have. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know you have. Yeah. but, But I don't think that we're at that point yet because it we're almost there. I think like after this year or maybe next year, then we will have had, I mean, a decade since the sanctions.
0: Yeah. So that's that's wiped at that point. Right, but like, I mean, next
1: year is 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 everything. Right? Like there, there's right. no
0: bigger pressure that's been
1: on this team. And I think that the biggest reason that I wasn't upset on Saturday was before the season started. I remember we had Jared on, and he said that ten and two would be a disappointment. And I, I don't know if I said it, but I know I thought it. Ten and two is what I expected. And I'm I'm fine with that now. I, I, winning double digit, having double digit wins and shit like that, that's all well and good. But I want to see progress towards the ultimate goal. Right. And I think ten and 2 11 and two is a good stepping, is a good foundation for us. But ne- next year is it next? And w- which sucks because we're probably going to lose man. That's and then we're I, like I
0: swear to you that's two or three games we like well, like he equates, but
1: you don't know who we're
0: gonna get to replace him yeah um, but, yeah I'm saying if it's not a home run slam dunk though I I real like that is huge that's huge to me
1: yeah I mean he's definitely worth every penny that he's made Um and then probably some
0: but. Yeah, I mean, I think we 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 didn't get to touch on everything we wanted to, but maybe we'll even do a show later in the week to to touch on those other things. Cause we could talk some some MLB uh,
1: prognostications
0: as well. So
1: yeah, where people go and where Aaron Nola is going to be pitching for next year. Yeah, LA and Dodd. congratulations to the uh, Baltimore Orioles rookie of the year, Gunnar Henderson.
0: Yeah, stud. He hit five hundred in the. Uh, in the playoffs, uh, ALDS, which is like insane for his first. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a good player. They'll probably never resign him, but,
1: um, yeah, he's, he's done after his rookie contract.
0: Maybe he'll go to the Phillies and then I'll, I'll be happy. You know, I'll be equally as happy.
1: (laughs) You'll be pissed off because they brought in outside talent again.
0: Well, that's what they do now. So (laughs) it's, uh, it is what it is, but (laughs) we, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're not, if we're not, covering Penn state to the fullest. I don't know. I don't know who is. So um, yeah, with that said, one, once again, just want to shout out the, the podcast we interact with the most, the uh, of course, the 1420 sports bar park sports bar podcast. Um, thanks for having us on hope to do that on a, on a more consistent basis if possible, because it was a blast and, and they run a, a, a tight ship over there. So always a good time and, and a fan in the van. Uh, Jim Plotner definitely want to catch up with him. Maybe we'll we'll try and collaborate with him over the weekend or, or in the next couple of weeks at the very least. And uh, yeah, two dudes with sports news. Uh, obviously the Basic Blues podcast with with Jared Jared Gold. Um, the Philly Philly podcast or Philly Philly the podcast with Joe Castro. Hoping to to catch up with him as well. Um, and there'll be plenty more. I'll, I'll shout them out on Twitter, but. Yeah, I'll let Joey take us out and and then we'll uh, we'll catch you hopefully later in the week.